Reignite on RTE Radio 1. With AIB, our specialist teams are there to support you so you can keep your business going and growing. Now, up next, we're all aware that soccer is more than just a beautiful game. It's a huge business reaching global audiences. And just this week, we've seen both sides of the commercial soccer juggernaut. From the protests against the ownership of Manchester United, but also the surprising love of a small club in Wales, Wrexham, which is being supported by Hollywood star Ryan Reynolds. But what of our own league here in Ireland? Our oldest soccer club is run on a unique business model, Bohemians, who play in Daily Man. Park in Dublin's Fibsborough is a not-for-profit, a member-owned club that is not just about playing and winning matches, but also about making a real difference when it comes to battling racism, helping people in direct provision, working with inmates in Mountjoy Prison, to name just a few initiatives. Now, sitting in front of me is the Bose COO, Daniel Lambert. Daniel, welcome to Reignite, um, joining us from the so-called The People's Club. You have really instilled, and haven't been out there visiting the club this week, this idea of helping those in need and serving the greater good, that this is about the many, not the few. Where does that mission, that sense of purpose come from for a football club? Um, it comes really from the people who founded the club in, in 1890. Like you mentioned, the club is a cooperative, essentially, and um, there's very few, um, you know, total member-owned clubs who play in top divisions uh, in the world. We're one of the oldest members-owned clubs in the world, and I suppose the whole um, structure is built upon active citizenship. So, you you know, in society today, people expect to pay a fee and receive something. So we live in a transactional society. I suppose to be a member of a club, you pay a fee to be a member, and then you also give more time more expertise, more effort to try and progress the entity as a whole. And I suppose for something like that to progress, to, to have existed for as long as it has for 132 years and to be in a healthier place than it has been in a long time, I suppose that when we look outwardly and look at the difficulties and challenges that people face, whether that's, you know, somebody in, in Fibsborough, somebody, you know, in Dublin or, or even in Ireland and DP centres we work with nationally, um, it's if we can kind of represent um, and kind of champion challenges that people face, we find that then in return, we grow our number of members. We, for the first time in our history, have a waiting list to be a member of the club. Um, and I suppose it was a two-way system where the more we put out there, um, the more we get back. And that's essential to our survival, whereas other clubs often depend on, you know, an, an individual owner, which is becoming extremely common even in our own league, um, or some kind of investment fund. And they don't depend on you know, the actions of a lot of people. It's the actions of a few that will preserve them. And you mentioned there having a waiting list, which is phenomenal. It's so different to the headlines people will remember back in, you know, 2015 and, and the years preceding that where the club had racked up, you know, these debts, I think, of six. Point five million. You were tracing this dream of European football, I think it's fair to say, and seeing was there a route to full-time professionalism. That has of cards came down. Attendances declining, steep debts, as I mentioned, and really Dalyman Park was in jeopardy. It was on life support, I think it's fair to say. What led to the turnaround? What did you put that down to sitting here in 2022 with a waiting list for membership? Well, there was a couple of things. First and foremost, the members themselves and like for us to be in existence so long, the club has faced many challenges over a period, you know, since 1890. And when there's been a real challenge, the members themselves come together and, you know, people give finance, give their time and give other things. But I suppose when we kind of came out of that really bleak period, um, we faced the reality that we weren't going to be uh, successful on the pitch for, for a number of years 
and that that's you know a difficult proposition when normally a football club's model is um, to try and do as well as you can on the pitch and that will in turn lead to commercial income lead to crowds lead to all the other you know income streams that you'd expect and that's the model but when you're in a period where that wasn't possible at all I suppose we focused on different areas uh, areas like merchandise how we could engage people you know bigger audiences how we speak to commercial partners what we're what we're offering them and um, and all of those things were, I suppose, in a way forced upon us because of the reality that in those times we, we had a budget in our league that would have been in the bottom three or four, whereas now we're in probably the top four, top five. Um, and we've since gotten the European qualification and the brilliant European run last year and, and you know the cup final last year, unfortunately, we lost. But to get there and have the biggest attendance in 50 years. So all of those things were kind of things that were forced upon us and to re reimagine, I suppose, what you're offering people. And I suppose if you're going to engage with a football club, it's a very unusual thing Um in, in Dublin or in life, you know, a lot of things will be quite transient, your employment situation, your housing situation, but your football club you can support for your whole life. And it's why you're connected to that. And success on the pitch is a part of it, of course it is, but there's so many other things on a human level that are important. And on that human level, so you weren't success, selling success, you were selling pride. And to get a sense of it for our listeners, I went to see the Hollow Grass at Daily Mount Park for myself and I met with John Cummings, the club poet, Katie Burgess, one of the players, but first to Tommy Hines, the club's community director. We're in the JJ Lounge in Dalyman Park. This lounge is for halftime, for reception, for dignitaries, people to sponsor matches, footballs, stuff like that, and guests of the players. And Thomas, describe what's on the walls in terms of the murals, the players. Well, what we have here is the oldest Irish jersey, international jersey, in existence. See it? Yeah. yeah, just a shamrock. It's yeah. so simple, isn't it, when you compare yeah. it to today with the logos and And the other ones are jerseys signed by players that went on to make international appearances for Ireland. There's one here belonged to Stephen Ward from Wolverhampton. And also behind me, it's very important for the club, there's a mosaic has been made for us by the prisoners in Mount Joy in their workshop as a thank you for the work we do in Mount Joy with them. We actually had an evening here where some of the prisoners who get day release came up here, had dinner in the evening with some of the staff and presented us with this and then went back to their cells. Like, it was pretty emotional. And we have a foundation team made up of people who've turned their lives around, we say, through football and haven't re-offended for years. And that team goes back in every so often and plays against the current prisoners just to show them true sport, what can be achieved. But that's opened up the doors and then we do comedy shows. Tommy Tiernan comes in, John Cleary. Down to the prisoners. Down because to the prisoners, it's a yeah. stone's throw here in the heart I, of Fibsborough where Mountjoy Jail is. Yeah, but actually the prisoners often said to me, and I was shocked when they said it, I went in one day and they said, that was a terrible game Friday. And I thought it was on TV, but no. The sounds on this side, you can actually see the lights and hear the crowd. Right. And that's what they can see and hear. And they can tell by the crowd if it's a good match, great match, if we won, didn't win. Yeah. Amazing. Jimmy runs the senior citizens here on Sunday evenings. I think it's called the Coffin Dodgers Club. Seriously, <laughs> 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 yeah. But as another thank you, the prison asked, what could you do? What could they do for us? And I told them about our old folks. And I thought they would have provided food or come up. But they said no. So every Christmas for the last 10 years, we bring the old folks, senior citizens, into Mount Joy for Christmas dinner. And they decorate the whole room in black and red tablecloths. We provide bows, flags, and the prisoners cook the food. Like, you know, there's trained chefs, prisoners, they're in there so long, they're trained, and waitering and stuff like that. So they go around the tables 
and served the food. I was always wondering will it work, but the fabulous thing was, prisoner said to me, I hope I didn't rob that woman's house or purse, she's a lovely lady. But the reverse of it, some of the old folks said to me, if I had their life, I'd be in here too. But it just shows the awareness they have now. Yeah. So the more we bring in the outside world, the better chance we have of not going back in. Really, really great initiatives. Well done. We're on the move again. We're heading back out onto the pitch through the tunnel. And with Katie Burgess, talk to me about this moment normally on match day coming through the tunnel here, Katie. Yeah, um, obviously it's be full of nerves, but good nerves, full of excitement as well. You can also hear the fans. We have like little girls team standing as you walk out waving the ball's flag. So it's amazing, yeah. Has this always been a dream of yours, to play here in Dalymount? Yeah, absolutely. My dad uh, played for balls as well when he was younger, so it's kind of coming through the family now. And ever since I was talking to the managers, I only signed this year. Yeah. But the difference since I've come and the support and everything is just amazing. The whole club's getting behind us and the fans as well. And is this your local club growing up? Yeah, a lot of my family's from around Donamead and Cabarrick, so this would be most local. Obviously, Shells is very close as well, but balls definitely, yeah. <laughs> Was there any temptation to play for the great rivals? <laughs> um, believe it or not, I played for Shells at under 16, so... <laughs> They've forgiven you here yeah, in Bowes, have yeah. they? <laughs> so talk to me about playing for a team like this, because it's more than football. It yeah. is about community, it's about pride, it's about purpose. What does that mean to you? Yeah, it's huge. Um, our manager, Sean, always says... You're, bor- you're borrowing that short, so make sure you're keeping it. Um, we have to go and put everything on the pitch. And the fans have got behind us massively this year, especially in, we got won the quarterfinals there two weeks ago. And the crowd, I think, was over 700 people. And it's massive. It does drive us on, and hopefully it continues now. Well Thank done, you. Katie. So, John, poet, poet in residence. Explain the job of a poet in residence at a Dublin city on the north side football club. When I find out, I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me, even on match night, like looking out in the grounds, you're normally here along the sideline, yeah. pen and paper, looking at the moves, well, you know the tactics, yeah. you know the players. Yeah, so it's like um, just poetry in football, like, you know, uh, what is poetry? That's the definition, that's still, it's a beautiful one, like, but uh, there's poetry here, like even looking around now, like the seagulls on the pitch, they're taking down the old stand, the, the new gantry coming in here, you know, everything is rhymable and, and this, this club, you know, is uh, hugely important to the community, do you know what I mean? Sometimes you're down here and on very special occasions, it could be, could be just a tackle yeah. that starts off a poem or a, or a roar from somebody that's really funny that brings the house down or it could be a last-minute goal that we've either scored or conceded. Or, Can you yeah. give us a few lines of I'd something? Love to, yeah. yeah, that'd but be that, great. But it's just about the love of the actual object of football. F-O-O-T-B-A-L-L Them's the magic letters that cast that footy spell. You see, I've been led by them. That is, I've followed them. I've dived and headed them. Fact is, I've volleyed them, flicked them, dinked them, clipped them and shipped them. Smacked them, whacked them, lost them, burst them and ripped them. Outside, inside, back heel, drag back. In step, stood, stop. Surreal flashback. Sent to the shops for the bread and milk. One twos with front gates and back walls. Sweet spot of so silk. And I'm taking on the chewing gum that pockmarks the path. Oh, it's long since I brought the wrong mints and wrought iron of a loving mother's rat. Ah, John, sorry ma, wait till I tell you that da 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 Back to the match of the day. Jumpers, twig, goalposts, so fiercely competitive, basking in yesterday's old boasts. Then on down to the skinny mini leagues to be cheered on by the old folks, becoming part of a team, the dressing room, big boy, bold jokes. F double O T B A double L. Them's the magic letters that cast our footy spell. 
And that was the brilliant John Cummings, Bohemian's Club Poet. And you heard earlier from Kitty Burdis and Tommy Hines there. And I'm still joined by the COO of Bose, Daniel Lambert. Daniel, one of the things you guys have become really known for is the jerseys. Whether it's All Refugees Welcome, uh, last night, as I said, the Dublin bus themed one, which is basically anyone who's familiar with the seat covers on a Dublin bus. That is what the jerseys looked like last night. You've you've had really creative ideas around how to get jerseys out nationally and internationally and ultimately do good work with the proceeds. Yeah, totally. So like... I suppose before like, we did uh, initiatives like these, in a way, sure, it might sell in the low hundreds, but it would sell in the low hundreds. And if you had a sale outside of Ireland, it was to somebody who supports Bose who moved to the UK or America. Um, we'd have higher shirt sales now outside of Ireland than in it, uh, which is fairly remarkable. And most of the people that buy them will never go to Daily Mount. Um, and, you know, they're buying into, I suppose, the jerseys for different reasons uh, on a values basis. Um, so I think the Marley shirt's gone to about 70 countries. Uh, similar with the Refugees Welcome shirt or the shirt we did last year with Fontaine's DC and Focus Ireland. And yeah, I suppose the concept there is just the football market itself is so is so huge. You know, it's a global it's a global game. And if you can kind of link in with people on a basis where it's on values, the market becomes just, you know, way, way bigger. And the Marty shirt in particular, I suppose, that was <laughs> I was it. Ask. <laughs> we launched that shirt in 2018 um, and bought an image from a very reputable company and uh, we launched and we had amazing sales and I was at home with some friends we were watching the, the sales come in and we were you know delighted with it and uh, got a cease and desist a cease and desist email the next day from, from the Bob Marley from the Trust, Marley Estate it, yeah. in the US and uh, the image we had uh, shouldn't have been sold to us so then we spent about two and a half years uh, engaging with the family um, through their legal representatives and explained a bit about what the club was about, to be honest. Showed them the Refugees Welcome shirt, showed them the work we did, told them about, you know, our setup that we were and, and his concert, of course. That's the link. Exactly, yeah. His last outdoor gig, his only ever Irish gig. And they were, uh, you know, they we'd photographs and things they hadn't seen. And Pat Egan, the promoter, Pat's a brilliant guy. And he had some, you know, um, the original posters and gig tickets. And so they worked with us and we launched it um earlier this year and it's obviously been a great success. And were you able to hit the heights of the sales that you did two and a half years ago? <laughs> yeah, we were and it was it was sort of like, um, yeah, it kind of, the, the show like reignited. To me, it was like a firework where the fuse had gone off, you know, but you just had to, had to light it again and it really did. And what's great and what was really important to us is, and we're working on it right now, it's raised a lot of money and we're getting music and sports equipment for people in DP centres around the country. So we're going to begin to visit the centres in the next couple of weeks and work on what kind of equipment and lessons we can we can get Amazing. for adults and kids. In terms of this being a business model that works, the fact that you are selling pride, not necessarily success, it's about focusing off the pitch in order that you're going to build success, of course, on it. Talk to me in numbers. What have you been able to do now in terms of memberships, attendances, merchandise? Yeah, so membership, our membership historically, we uh, the, la- the oldest figures I've seen are 1952. And since then, they've always been between 450 and 550. And that was from 1952 up until about 2014. Membership today is 2000 with a waiting list. Um, and the issue with the waiting list is capacity in Dalyman Park, because membership includes access to games and the stadium's full. Um, in terms of merchandise sales, merchandise sales would have been a number that would have been a five-figure number. Uh, it's now a seven-figure number. Um, so a huge increase there and it's become an important part of, of the business um, and an important part I suppose of income for the club but also to, to grow the brand the Bohemians brand and, and to make it more recognisable and then say in terms of commercial income 
about 700% increase over the past seven seasons and really brilliant commercial partners. And I could even just mention one or two, like Des Kelly's Dublin Bus, MG, the Credit Union, um, really, really excellent um, people who have been involved with us and the Kelly family for over 30 years. But when we sit down, say, with and DHL, um, but we sit down with any of these brands now and we discuss with them really what our values are, you know, and, and how we'll behave. Obviously, you know, to have European football on the Aviva last year is brilliant for any brand, but we can sit down and tell them what we're about as a business and we can guarantee how we can behave off the pitch and we have aspirations on the pitch, of course, and to be able to balance those two things and not simply to talk about visibility and, you know, a back page and a tabloid. Uh, while those things have some value, I suppose, there's far more value in having, um, you know, an aligned kind of focus on what we care about. In a short phrase, how would you describe the mission, the purpose of Bohemians Football Club? I think it's just to use football as a force for good. And like a force for good can be to treat players right, to treat, you know, all our different teams, to treat our employees right, to, you know, to have a good environment in Dalyman Park, but also all of the outward things to assist, you know, the challenges like we spoke about earlier, whether that's somebody in direct division, somebody who's homeless in the city. Um, you know, we have a f- football for all team, amputee team. We've we've a huge range of projects, and just to try and engage people through sport. But as John, you heard like John's poetry. You know, there's no direct link with poetry and sport, but it can really you know give that a platform. Amazing work, Daniel Lambert, CEO of Bohemian Football Club. Continued success to you, the volunteers, the board of management, all of the membership. Just ex- extraordinary work. Well done.